Hello, and welcome to the Narrowing Path, Walking the Spiritual Walk. My name is Steve Ben-Einerstein. Thank you all for joining me again tonight as we go through and do today's daily reading from November 15th. Reading from James Allen's Daily Meditation. This, of course, will be fresh to you and fresh to me, as this one will be the first time that I hear it or read it right here on this podcast with y'all, so you get my genuine response, reactions, observations, and what I relate to about the reading. So hopefully we don't have the same trouble as we did last night. And it closed and crashed on me. I really hope that doesn't happen again. So we're going to believe it's not. We're going to kind of just move forward. And if I have to re-record it, so be it. It'll all be all right. You might get one that's a little bit more polished. That's all. So here we go. This is November 15th reading. We're halfway through November already, guys. This is crazy. It's gone I know it only goes a day at a time, but sometimes it goes much faster. So here we go. This is November 15th reading from James Allen's Daily Meditation. Destroying the idols of self, we draw nearer to the great silent heart of love. We have reached one of those epochs in the world's progress which witnesses the passing of false gods. The gods of human selfishness and human illusion, the old, the new old revelation of one universal, of one universal, universal impersonal truth has again dawned upon the world, and his searching light has carried consternation to the perishable gods who take shelter under the shadow of self. Men have lost faith in a God who can be cajoled, whose rules arbitrarily and capriciously subverting the whole order of things to gratify the wishes of his worshippers, and are turning to the new light in their hearts to the God of law. And to him they turn, not for personal happiness and gratification, but for knowledge, for understanding, for wisdom, for liberation from the bondage of self. Enter the path of obedience to the law. Wow. This is a... This is quite interesting, isn't it? This is a... uh, I'm I'm very interested to break this one down line by line. I think I'm going to have to look up a couple of words. Even though my ego doesn't like to admit that, I believe that's what's going to have to happen here. So, let's take a look. <clears throat> Just getting my phone ready to go to start looking things up here. Okay, here we go. Destroying the idols of self, we draw nearer to the great silent heart of love. I mean, that's kind of 
the process that we're constantly talking about, that process of purification, that process of understanding, that process of getting ourselves out of the way, our selfish desires, our, our selfish opinions, our attachment to our opinions anyway, and our just selves in general. Destroying the idols of self, we draw nearer to the great silent heart of love. <clears throat> that heart of love is God. It's another name for God. I know people don't like that, but it's that energy, that source, that creator that I always talk about, that I always reference here. I don't care what name you call it. I use the term God because that is commonly accepted and understood as to what I'm talking about most of the time. So destroying idols of self, we draw near to the silent heart of God, of love. We have reached, this is interesting. He wrote this somewhere between 1902 and 1913, depending on which book they pulled this out of. I haven't read this one yet, so I can't for sure tell you where it came from So to give you a year, but this is interesting to me. We have re so it's this is 120 years ago potentially 110 to 120 years ago we wrote this. We have reached one of those epochs, which means significant point in time in the world's progress, which witnesses the passing of false gods. Interesting. Very interesting. Because. He's speaking from a perspective that false gods were obviously being torn down, that people were pursuing truth, people were pursuing spiritual understanding, spiritual liberation, spiritual knowledge. The passing of false gods. I see this as interesting because today there's definitely been a whole new crop of false gods that have sprung up. Hasn't there been? We have, I mean, everything is a worship of self in some way, shape, or form, whether it's social media and it's image or if it's money or if it's power or if it's sex, video games. So many things we have that fall under this false god category. So... The potential that he saw happening, which I do believe he probably saw it, but the unfortunate thing is, I'm just equating this kind of to somebody getting sober. There's a lot of people that want to walk in and get sober, and they start to, but they fall back off. You know, it's a process sometimes, and it looks like it's a process for this too. Because one of those epochs for the world's progress, which witnessed the passing of the false gods. Or maybe this is just a phase. They're rediscovering. Because he talks, well, I guess let's go on here. The gods of human selfishness and human illusion, right? That's what I was just talking about. Selfishness and human illusion. The false image of power. The false image of superiority. 
There's a lot of illusion that's going on in this world today. There's a lot of deception and smoke and mirrors, as they say. But these were this is the this is the the part that I find very interesting. These were the same issues we had back then. We have them now, they just look differently. Honestly, they might be worse now. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they're maybe they were worse then. But we have we are the human race is in the business of perfecting its own downfalls and exploiting its own weaknesses. So they're probably more potent today. The new this part I love. The new old revelation. So this is an old idea that he's talking about. He's acknowledging that. So this new old revelation, so it's an idea older than time that has been discovered and will be rediscovered continuously until it's fully manifested. A new old revelation of one universal impersonal truth has again dawned upon the world. And its searching light has carried consternation to the perishable gods who take shelter under the shadow of self. So people are getting tired of these selfish gods, these false gods, these false idols of reputation and prestige and money. And I mean, we have so many altar of sex, the altar of gender, the altar of political party, the altar of race. These are God's people worship. As controversial as that might seem, they are. Truth has again dawned upon the world, and its searching light has carried consternation. I want to look that one up. Feelings of anxiety or dismay typically is something unexpected. Feelings of consternation to perishable gods who take shelter under the shadow of self. So people are feeling anxious about these things at this time. Saying these these really aren't substantial. These really aren't. These false gods really don't do anything for us. Surprise. They never have. They never will. I mean, there was a lot of writers at this time that were talking about this new old revolution, revelation. It's important to realize this. Men who have lost faith in a God who can be cajoled. I want to look that up. Cajoled. Persuade to do something by sustained coaxing or flattering. Men have, men have lost faith in a God who can be cajoled, persuaded, who rules arbitrarily. I'm pretty sure that means indiscriminately. No pattern. Based on random choice or personal whim. And capriciously.
sudden and unaccountable changes in mood and behavior. So random, whimsical, nonsensical, easily persuaded, God, subverting the whole order of things to gratify the wishes of his worshipers and turning with a new light in their hearts the law, God of law. What interesting terminology for God. So, we're people grew tired of these gods that are unpredictable, don't actually work. They can be persuaded. They, there's nothing godly about them. They're, these god things they call gods are just overgrown toddlers, overgrown childish ideals. Childish desires. And people grow tired of it. I grew tired of it. I, I am one of these people. <laughs> I grew tired of it. Chasing all of these material things for no for nothing, for an empty soul at the end of the day. And I've turned to the God of law. The, the, these, this to God, this creation, this source, this energy, the power that flows through and in around us and always has been and always will be. These are important things to understand and see. New light, the God of law. And to him, they turn on, They and, and to him they turn, not for personal happiness and gratification. They're not looking at God going, make me happy. Not looking at God going, make me feel better about myself. But they're turning. I turned to this God I didn't want to believe in, that I was steadfast against. I ended up turning to this God for knowledge, for understanding, for wisdom, for liberation from the bondage of self. Powerful statement there. And I love how it says bondage of self. That's used in 12-step programs all the time. For understanding, for wisdom, for liberation from the bondage of self. We, we, we asked and we sought to free ourselves from our own selfish ways, from our own self-centered thinking, from our false idols that we have placed ahead of everything else and come back emptier than before. It's a powerful thing. And it ends with this simple direction. Enter the path of obedience to the law. The law of love, the law, the, the God of love, they're the heart of love and the God of law. Just the law is what's referenced here. All different names for the same. But a fantastic reading on one and the same. So I guess Mike wondering, because I do believe these laws have been rediscovered regularly. I believe that what James Allen is talking about is not the first time someone's come up with these ideas. And I believe they've been come up with again. You know, there's multiple different programs out there, multiple different writings and teachings about the same things that James Allen talks about. If you study James Allen to any extent, and then you look at these, some of this new age stuff, but there's the new thought movement. And there's another movement that 
described as a course in miracles that I think aligns very well with it too. They, it, it's a rediscovery, reintroduction of so many of the same thoughts. Now I'm not a a red scholar on many things, but the principles and laws that keep coming up in this world seem to be pretty evident. We like to put them in new fancy boxes and packages and send them out into the world as the newest craze. And people don't realize what's actually going on. And plus, people don't realize that if they pick up a book, the answer will not be the book. Your answer will be a, the application of the information to your life and taking the action. But people just want to think they can read something, have a shift in mindset, and suddenly everything's fine, but that's not how it goes. At least that was not my experience. It's about the practice, the discipline, the dedication, and the patience. Suddenly your life will change. So, All right. Well, I appreciate y'all following along with me for that one. It's it was a great one. I really, I love this. And I just wonder, is the time period between the rediscovery of these virtues getting shorter? You know, kind of like that timer in the old the movie Independence Day where the TV interruption keeps getting less and less and less and less. I wonder if that's kind of how this is going to be. I can't believe I just equated spiritual truths and spiritual um, discoveries to Independence Day, but in some capacities, yes. <laughs> so, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what tomorrow brings us. Thank you all for joining me. It's a pleasure as always, and I'll be back again. So until next time.